Hey everybody, and welcome to Wedding Videography for Beginners. I am your host, Phil Beabout, and today we are talking with Kate Story of Bookmore Brides on how to convert your target couples into bookings. Kate and her husband, Nick, have helped thousands of wedding professionals in marketing, copy, and conversions. She has 20 years of marketing, social media, and public relations experience, and we are stoked to have her on the show today, so let's get after it. Kate, thank you so much for being here. Um... I guess let's just kind of start at the beginning. Uh, how did you get started in the wedding industry? Yes, absolutely. Thanks for having me on here today, Phil. I'm excited to talk with you. Uh, yeah, so uh, like you mentioned, I my background is in marketing, communications, writing. I was that kid that always walked around with a you know notebook and a pen, constantly writing stories. And uh, yeah, I married into the right family, apparently, now that my last name is Story. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I just, it's something that I've always had a passion for is helping to tell people's stories, uh, whether it's a small nonprofit, uh, you know, a one person, uh, you know, solopreneur, business owner, uh, all the way up through uh, large nonprofits, um, Microsoft, large corporations like that. Um, those of uh, every organization, every person has a story to tell. So that's kind of what I love to do. But um, today that has translated into the wedding industry. Uh, And as you mentioned, my husband, Nick, and I own Bookmore Brides. And uh, we basically, uh, we had the opportunity to actually uh, take the business over from the original founders. Uh, If you guys have been, you know, if your listeners have been in the wedding industry for a while, you might have known the uh, original founders, Steph and Jeff. And uh, they were looking to, uh, you know, move on to some new opportunities in uh, in their businesses and their lives. And uh, so we had the opportunity to take it on in uh, late 2019. Wonderful timing, because <laughs> you know, uh, we all know what happened several months after that. But um, the what we our our main focus is that most wedding business owners, and you know that especially uh, speaks to videographers, artists uh, that are are you know people that that view their work as their art, and it truly is. Um, you guys are great at what you do, but maybe struggle to find and book leads online. So what we do is we teach marketing and sales tactics that uh, make it easier for uh, for wedding business owners to make more money with less effort and get back to working with more of the couples that you want to work with and get back behind the camera, which is you know what I know most people want to do, uh, deal with less of the the business side and more of the uh, the art side. So yeah, I think that that's a kind of a I don't want to say universal problem, but one thing that I've really seen is that you know, videographers, photographers, like they're really good at creating like a high end product. However, where they really like kind of like need assistance is things Mm -hmm. on the business side of the house. Like it seems like there's a lot of people that can do just exponentially, you know, amazing work. But when it comes to the business side is where you see a lot of people really struggle. And whether that's getting the right people in front of them through their website or managing Mm -hmm. their business, you know, in a way that's going to be successful and that kind of stuff. Like you, you don't normally see, uh, like a good combination of both, if that makes sense. Like it, so. Yeah. Well, we don't know what we don't know. Right. So, uh, that's why it's, it's wise to, uh, you know, seek help in areas that maybe, uh, are not our strengths because we can always learn. We can always learn more. And, and that's the thing with a lot of, uh, you know, videographers in particular, it's, it, it certainly isn't for lack of skill. You know, if you're yeah. struggling in your business, most often it's not that. It's just 
being able to get in front of the right people at the right time and, uh, you know, to be able to manage those conversations on an ongoing basis, not just the ones that happen to pop into your inbox or into your your uh, DMs, you know? Yeah, no, and I, I think, um, you know, one thing that I was reading on your website, which I think really segues into this, is that most wedding professionals it says probably know who their target couple is, but mm-hmm. they can't articulate it. And I think, I think that's a very, cause we were in the same boat. Like, I don't want people listening to think that, Oh, you know, Phil came out the gate and knew what he was doing. Cause we, we were the same way. Like we, we were just kind of, we had this like shotgun approach to where if you reached out to us, chances are we were going to try to book you. It didn't matter what it was. So, uh, <laughs> how, how do you think that you would recommend people start to articulate or kind of isolate who that target, you know, couple is? Absolutely. Well, really, it comes down to knowing that you can't and shouldn't be speaking to everybody. If you're for everybody, you're for nobody. Because when we cannot make it clear as to who we like to work with, who we can best serve, then those couples are unclear as well because you're not speaking to them to their clearly enough and directly enough to their needs and to what I always say is the kind of the why behind uh, and that deep-rooted desire of why they're they're hiring you because our couples don't they don't hire us simply for videography okay they do that's this is a need that they have okay but especially with videography it's still something that it's like it's not always seen as a staple, right, of the wedding budget. It's, you know, people, when they think about wedding planning and wedding budgeting, you know, venue, yes. You know, uh, attire, yes. Uh, flowers, yeah, probably. Uh, your photography, of course. But when it comes to videography, you know, like, well, you know, if I can slide it into my budget and everything. Now, not everybody is like that. But as I, I truly believe I, I believe in the power and the importance of video. You know, we were talking about uh, before we started recording that my husband and I, we we got married pretty young and our budget got a little tight and we couldn't afford a videographer. And to this day, 17 years into our marriage, we still regret not having a wedding video because we have family members that have passed along. My sister-in-law, our, our you know, our grandparents, all of those, uh, you know, people that we wish we could see their mannerisms again and hear their voices yeah. on the biggest day of our life and you know and to be able to show it now to our children and we we don't have that so it's a regret that we have every single day so and i do think that especially as generations are coming up where video has been such a central part of their lives that people are going to continue the importance of video and ha- of especially of your wedding day is going to continue to grow so as that need and that desire continu- uh, continues to grow, we have to make it clear what it is that we can do differently for them. What are we capturing for them? And that's going to be different for everybody because depending on your style, depending on the types of couples that you serve, uh, that you like to work with, not necessarily the ones you get, like you said, when you're first starting out, you know, you would take on kind of anybody and everybody and especially when we're first starting, we are, we're tempted to not want to turn away any business. But the clearer that we can get in terms of the types of couples that we like to work with and clearly communicating that on our website, on our social media posts, in our emails, in our sales conversations even, the easier it's going to be for you to draw in and and 
you know, better attract organically those couples that want what you offer and exactly who you are and your talent. And to also at the same time kind of reroute, I, I don't like to say push away, but reroute maybe those mm-hmm. couples who could, would be better served by somebody else that has a different style, a different approach. So that way you're not taking on uh, couples that you're constantly having to convince of uh, your talent level or letting them, yeah, of course I know what I'm doing. Don't worry, guys. Uh, and they're also not going to be disappointed because you guys weren't a good fit for each other from the start. Yeah, I mean, just just to go back to what you were talking about, without having a wedding video, um, one one thing that we talked to, like the couples that were on a discovery call with, and that kind of stuff, is we we shot a wedding that had this just amazing father of the bride speech. Like you could, I mean, it was amazing. It was like eight minutes long. Like it was just, it was unbelievably heartfelt. And then he unexpectedly passed away within like two months after the wedding. And what I try to explain to people is that she has a 4k image of him with, you know, professionally rendered audio of him talking about her. Mm -hmm. Like that's, you cannot put a price tag on something like that. And I'm sorry, photographs aren't going to capture that. No. And what, what I try to tell people, and there's nothing against photography. I think photography is cool, Mm -hmm. but the big difference between photography and video is the audio. Like you will never be able to replace the sound of like your grandmother's laughter. Mm-hmm. Like that's just something that, and a lot of people, I mean, some, I shouldn't say a lot. Some people can appreciate that and some people don't. And I think that it's, it's important that we try to educate people on like why that that is important. And, you know, a lot of the times like reality sets in when you're kind of, when you're having a conversation with somebody that like, Hey, you know what, this, this life is finite and yep. having like a six minute highlight with all of my family members is probably a good idea. Absolutely. So, now this, and that's the power of, of having that type of copy. There are two thoughts that popped in my head as you were saying that. It, that's the power of having the right kind of copy on your website, making sure that you are clearly demonstrating, like you said, educating them about uh, educating them about the why this is so important, why that audio, how you're never going to be able to replace that, how it's never... Uh, something you you can't get back. You can't do it over again, right? Yeah. But the other side of it that made me think about this is the way that you described that just now, okay? that was that's, that's very emotional. But here's the thing. If there is a couple that is not super sentimental and not super emotional, they're not going to resonate with that. They're going to be like, oh, you know, <laughs> it's like, it's just not, it's not going to, you know, Thanks for bringing the mood down. <laughs> Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's not going to hit them the way that it will for a sentimental couple. So that's the thing. You have to know your audience and truly understand who your clients are, what their desires are. What is it that they truly want out of your service? Are they looking for just a record of the day? Do they just want, you know, uh, do they want something that's going to have a very fun element to it? It's going to have lots of, you know, shortcuts and and it's going to be really fun to to rewatch and everything. Or 
Are they looking to capture those really heartfelt moments where it's just the editing and the music and the audio all works together so that way every time they watch this, they, you know, they feel that deep connection that they had with these people that are in their wedding video. Those are two very different feels and you have to be able to clearly say that so you can speak to the right people who are going to want that. Yeah, and I also think it's important that there's no right or wrong answer with those. Like, you know what I mean? Like some people, some videographers, photographers, that kind of stuff might enjoy work. And I'm going to say the word cold, but I don't mean it like that, but might want to work with people that are like, you know what? I'm not sentimental. Like that's, Mm -hmm. and that's cool. Do it. Yeah. Find that niche and work that niche. And then other people, you know, want to work with uh, some couples that are just ultra, you know, sensitive. Like they want to relive every moment. They want to cry every time they watch their video. Also cool. Find that niche and work that niche. Like there's, there is a niche for everything out there. Like it's not, I don't want people to think that like you have to do things one way or the other. Like if you want to, if you want to do Gothic weddings only on Tuesdays in the city of Salem, I guarantee (laughs) you there is a niche for that. Guarantee you that you'll be able to be successful at doing that. (laughs) Well, that's, yeah. And that's the thing. You have to know what it is that people want. And like you said, so that way, if, if you want people, you want people to have some sort of a reaction when they land on your website. Because mm-hmm. actually, you know what's worse than than somebody landing going, oh, no, that's that's not my style. That's not what I want. You know what's worse is for them to go, eh. Yeah, that vanilla. Everything is very vanilla to them. There's yeah, a- for it to be vanilla and yeah. for it to not elicit some sort of an emotional response. And like I said, emotion can, like you were saying, can mean different things. It can be, uh, you know, whether it's it's emotional as in sentimental, romantic, uh, making wanting to make the couple cry every time they watch it, or is it, you know, something where it's it's making them laugh and it's, you know, it's something that's, uh, you know, kind of these these, like I said, this kind of fun look back at their wedding, so that way they have have that. Those are those are two different feels. But when you know, then make sure it's clear so you're getting some sort of a response from them. Yeah, no, it's absolutely right. And we, you know, speaking of that, I had a planner on, uh, for a two part episode. Mm -hmm. So I was, I was joking with, with Kate before we started about how, uh, I can't keep the episodes to 30 minutes or something for the life of me. I just cannot do it right now. Uh, it's good content. and, And yeah, well, so she has a two part episode too. Uh, and she mentioned several times because she does like luxury events and that kind of stuff that it's very important that people speak the language of the couple. And I think that that, that language is your copy. Mm -hmm. And I, I guess, you know, where, like, where should I be looking to kind of learn that language of say my target couple? So let's, let's just Mm -hmm. say that I do like the sentimental type. I like people and I'm just making all this up right now just to, yeah, sure. I like sentimental couples. They want to get married on the beach. Uh, they want to have say an, uh, uh, a beachside ceremony, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So nothing, you know what I mean? Like that's, you know, that that's what you enjoy shooting and like, mm-hmm. where, where should I start to look to be like, this is, this is verbiage in a language that would resonate with my couple. Yeah. Well, really, one of the easiest places to do that is to look at 
past reviews that you have of successful, you know, weddings. So if you're, if you have a few under your belt, which I know this is the beginner one. So, you know, you may, you may not have any or, or many, uh, but look at past reviews, look at uh, some of the, the ways that your couples have responded to you. But it's also, I think it's just getting into their heads. And if you have to, maybe sit down with, you know, a couple that would be your ideal couple, whether it's, uh, you know, friends or family, somebody who has kind of similar personalities as to the, the, the couples that you want to work with and ask them some questions like, okay, like how, how do you want to feel when you are watching this video later? Like what, what are some like key moments that you need to see that you are, you're going to want to, that's going to make you want to watch this over and over again, or to show other people or to show your generations. Is that even important to you? Why, why do you want a wedding video in the first place? I think that those are some great ways to do that. Um, you know, from a, a more organic standpoint, uh, you know, you could also ask these types of questions like on Instagram, you know, you could go in and do poll questions and say, mm. you know, what at the end of the day, what is it about wedding video that you really want? Like, what is why? Why is it important for you to have wedding video? And and look for those kinds of responses, because the people who are passionate about wedding video are going to tell you <laughs> and they're going to they're going to have great answers for it. So try to get as many um, as many real responses as possible. Like I said, whether that's through past reviews, past email communications uh, with with past clients, uh, interviewing perhaps couples, if you are really, really new, uh, interviewing people that have similar personalities to the couples that you want to work with and asking them these questions. Or like I said, even social media, getting out there and asking these questions. And then the key is, as as you mentioned, using, uh, speaking their language, use their exact words. Now, I'm not saying necessarily like plagiarize quote, you know, word for word, uh, a full quote, unless it's really good and you've gotten their permission to use it. But use some of the phrasing that they use. So do you you remember? So I'm not trying to cut you off. I just I can't think of what this thing's called. You would see it in corporate events where they would Mm -hmm. take every word that was used for whatever survey in the last, you know, say what they were doing a pulse survey in X and they would take every word, they'd enter it into this, you know, AI thing. And then it would spit out this like word salad that would show you like, like the word in the middle, say it was uh, authentic. Yes, that would be yes. the biggest and the, the boldest biggest word. one. I yep. know what you're and then, talking about. And then about. you'd see like all the words kind of sprinkled around it in varying yes. sizes. And you could look at That's, that and be like, here's the, the 10 words that these people had said the most. And yes. I can't think of, I keep wanting to say a Venn diagram and I know it's not that, but uh, yeah, I, I can't think of the name of it either, but I know what you're talking about. And yeah, that's, that is something that we're, yeah, using those exact words using their um, their language and their phrases. I mean, that's something that, uh, you know, to use an example of a copywriting client that I had, uh, he's a DJ and um, he had a, you know, a successful business. He was doing well, but he wanted to get more focused on a particular, uh, you know, set of couples and, and really getting clear on his audience so that he could start, you know, uh, further growing his business. Mm-hmm. And so, I asked him, I said, you know, go back through some of your, your reviews and your emails and things like that. And we took that language and and put it. I said, you know, what do you always hear from your couples? Like when you're in conversation with them, what are they always, what phrases are they always saying? How do they refer to things? Because uh, especially we we tend to struggle 
with what's called the curse of knowledge. Okay. And if I don't know if you've ever heard that that concept before, but for your listeners, what it is is essentially if you're, you know, in terms of knowing uh knowing a certain topic, if it's on a scale of one to ten, you as a videographer are at like a 10 in your in your, you know, you in terms of your knowledge of videography. Okay. You know, you have a very high level, okay, of understanding about the terms and the equipment and all these kinds of things, right? But we understand that, uh, you know, our clients, our couples probably don't know. One thing that we like to do, and we send like the day after they have booked. So the day that they, they told us, Hey, we mailed, we still do checks. We can argue about that later. I can do that on another podcast. Uh, (laughs) but, uh, yeah, I hate paying these fees. So anywho, uh, (laughs) But uh, the once they, they're like, hey, man, checks in the mail, and they've signed their contract. The day after that, in HoneyBook, we have an automatic uh, after-booking questionnaire that goes out. And it has, uh, when you were looking for a videographer slash filmmaker, what was most important to you? When you mm-hmm. were looking for a videographer slash filmmaker, what were your biggest concerns for hiring one? What are some of the challenges you ran into when picking a videographer? Just when you were about ready to commit to booking us, what was the one thing that was holding you back? And then was there anything on the call or through the email process that you think that we could have done better? Boy, I and hope then, everybody took note of that because those are excellent questions to ask. Well done. Thank you. Yeah, so we we fire that off. And then, uh, you know, we obviously we take all the answers and that kind of stuff in the aggregate. And then we, we model things off of that. That's how we try to get to dig deeper into, uh, I I've said this on a couple of episodes and I always have to make sure that people understand what I'm talking about. When, when you say, uh, I might actually have this in the notes in here too, but finding, uh, the customer's pain point, which we're going to talk about in one of these yes. parts, uh, a lot of people don't understand that I'm not like, I'm not talking about like physical pain with people. Mm -hmm. Like that is just a marketing expression. That's just like, what, what does the couple need and what can you do to fill that need? Like, and it's just, so when I say like, I'll, I'll mention it as like, Oh, you know, there's a pain point. And, but that's not like a lot of people view that as like a very derogatory thing. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, well, it sounds pain. I mean, who wants to who wants yeah. to focus on pain, right? That sounds mm. terrible. But really, what it comes down to is the way that I describe it is to understand their their desire, the real reason why they're hiring, which is what I was mentioning earlier. That is, you know, an, basically an, a different way of saying their pain point. Uh, it's it's understanding they have a need for video. What is that need? Because it's more than just getting, uh, you know, having someone there to record the day. There's a deeper reason for it. Most of the time, and again, this is why you have to know your audience, you know, because it's going to vary uh, from, from, you know, business to business, from uh, market to market. There's a lot of different variables. But most of the time, the reason why is because there is a, there is a greater desire for capturing like those family moments, like you were saying, the audio, mm-hmm. it's its knowing, it's having this record and this desire to pass along, uh, you know, traditions, family traditions to to next generations and and to be able to have something that that goes beyond 
that day. Okay. And it's like in video, I'm sorry, photography, again, without, we're, we're in no way bashing photographers when we say this, they both have very different purposes, Yeah. but there are some things that, that photography can, can accomplish, I think in some ways better than videography can, but there are several things that videography accomplishes better than photography can, because the example that you gave about the bride whose father passed away, not long after the wedding, uh, it, as soon as you said that, I it immediately made me think. Now, thankfully, my father is is still here. But um, but at our wedding, same thing. I had no idea he was going to deliver the epic father of the bride speech that he did. No clue. He had, and it was this whole story. And again, you think about this. It's the stories that are being told. That's yeah. what video is doing, and this is what we have to communicate. On our website and in our our marketing materials, we have to help people understand that what we're doing is capturing these stories and allowing these stories and these moments to live on. But like with with my dad, he had uh, told in his his speech, he told about how he had uh, fallen asleep at home. He's, He's an airline pilot. He's retired now, but he's an airline pilot. And so he'd gotten home after a long trip and, you know, my husband and I were, you know, engaged at the time and he was just thinking about all these things. You know, I'm his, his oldest uh, child. So all these things are swirling in his head. Right. But he got home from his, his trip and he fell asleep and he said he had the radio on and he woke up and he said there was this song that was on the radio and he had never heard it before. And it was um, uh, like an instrumental song and he immediately tracked it down he called the station asked what it was because it was you know something he wasn't familiar with tracked down the artist and everything got a a copy of it because this is all pre you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) mp3 you could just find anything on youtube or you know spotify or whatever went through all this trouble to track it down because he when he woke up and he heard that it's like he was thinking about me and this this big life change and he just started immediately writing down the speech that kind of came to him free flowing. And so he told the story and then he delivered it. He had the, our DJ played the song and he gave this epic speech and I'm sobbing and everybody's just like in awe. I had no idea he was going to do that. So you can, can you see why I regret not for one of the many reasons I regret not having wedding video? Because the pictures I have of my dad standing with a microphone to his mouth do not tell that story. Yeah. So this is what we have to get to. We have to give these examples and and tell these stories so that our couples understand the importance. But it's not just education. It's resonating with them. It's because they feel the same way. We just have to bridge that between what we know, again, that curse of knowledge, what we know is so important about wedding video but and the, what they feel, uh, you know, that what it is that they're truly trying to capture, which are these memories, these voices, these stories that are being told uh, on their wedding day. Our job is to bridge that gap between what we know to be true and how they feel. And our website and our marketing materials and our sales language has to bridge that gap to connect the two. So they finally say, oh, yes, I get it. Let's talk. And we will be right back. Have you been struggling to make solid cinematic films? Do you watch other filmmakers and wonder why their products look so good? You need training. Good, specialized training. Something that is easy to digest and that you can take safely at home. I'm not talking about college. I'm talking about full-time filmmaker. 
Parker Wahlbeck and his team have put together an amazing course with over 400 training videos. Everything from Wedding Video Pro with Jake Weisler to how to edit with Premiere or Final Cut. Imagine getting proper, real-world training you can do at home. Imagine the impact that would have on your work, your skills increase, your quality increases, and then so do your prices. Click on our affiliate link below, take the free online training on their top 10 secrets to achieving cinematic shots, and see what full-time filmmaker can do for you. We did it, and it propelled our business. We stopped on our brochures and the website. We stopped using the term videographer and cinematographer. And okay, we, we, on, we only refer to ourselves as storytellers. Nice. That's it. Yep. So what, you know what I mean? Like if you're, if you're going with our eclectic collection, you know, you get two storytellers and yeah. I had somebody, sometimes people just see it and they're just like, okay, cool. But a couple of days ago I was on a discovery call and somebody asked me, she was like, what's a storyteller? And I was like, look, I'm going to be honest with you. Uncle Joe with his iPhone 12 can be a videographer. Like he can record <laughs> video all day. It was like, but Brittany and I, know how to capture moments and interpret it into a story that reflects you and your future husband. Yeah. Like we're different. Yep. And that hitter, I imagine yeah. like, wow, like, yes, that's what I want too. Yeah. 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 I mean, if you want uncle Joe recording your stuff, like, you know, be my guest, I'm not going to be mad at you, but right. if you want, if you want something that is artistic, meaningful, and like a timeless family heirloom, you come to us. Yeah, absolutely. And that's where that that curse of knowledge, you know, comes in is that you know all of those things, but sometimes they have a hard time understanding that. And and also in terms of the language that you use, I would imagine you use the term storytellers because that is essentially at the heart of your your couples have told you uh, at, at certain points that that's what they're looking. They want sto- their stories to be told. Yeah, they want their story to be told. Yep. Exactly. So so that's the other thing I was going to mention about with the curse of knowledge is that, uh, you know, especially in our quest to appear very knowledgeable and artistic and like we really know what we're doing. We've got our stuff together, right? And we, we are, we're good at what we do. We tend to start using very big, lofty words. And and I will tell you, we have worked with several videographers where we have coached them to say, I, I don't think you should put cine- wedding cinematography, partially because it is uh, it is part of SEO terms. Likely yeah. people are not searching yeah, nobody's, for nobody's wedding Googling cinematography. Wedding cinematography. Yeah, no. But secondly, <laughs> because it's not going to resonate with those couples, because it's not words that they use. We have to make sure that we are speaking in a way that makes sense to our couples. Because if we try to talk above them for the sake of seeming ultra-professional and artistic, it makes it hard for them to feel like they can they can connect with us yeah, as it's gonna well as... going to come off really as, cold. Yeah. yeah. And, and, yeah. and also, it's it's more so that they feel like maybe you don't get them. You know, because it's like, oh, clearly they're up here... You know, and that doesn't matter whether you're high end anywhere in between, you know, uh, it's it's knowing how to connect with your couples, not that you're trying to be, you know, I am the professional. Clearly, I know how to do these things because then it's going to make it hard for them to feel like you get them because now you're in two different places, right? Yeah. So we have mentioned the word copy mm-hmm. a lot. 
could you tell the listeners what copy is? Yes. So there's my curse of knowledge. Okay. That's where I show my, (laughs) I know too much about writing, but essentially copy uh, is, is the writing on your website, um, anything that you're going to be to be writing here. So I I, I even extend it to you know emails, uh, social media posts, um, even to some degree sales language, your packages and pricing. These are all things where the copy or the writing is extremely important to be to have it be as clear as possible, as simple as possible. So that way, these uh, these couples who do not have a strong grasp of what we do are able to clearly understand the benefit to them, how they are going to end up getting what it is that they desire at the end of the day, and what makes you different. That is what we're trying to communicate through the copy on our website, the writing on our website, and all of our materials. So if I if I was building my website, or if I'm going back through and I'm looking through my website, like what, what do you think would be like say one or two of the most important things that I should be looking at when it comes to that copy? Like what should I be updating mm-hmm. first? Absolutely. Well, there are studies that show we have six seconds in order to convince people to stay on our website when they land on it or if they're going to head out. Six seconds. Our, our attention span online is now officially less than that of a goldfish. This is true. <laughs> so, which is uh, kind of sad. But what that means is we have to catch these couples right away in both the visuals and in the writing. So if we're going to talk specifically on the writing, we have to make sure that we have a powerful statement at the front before they have to scroll, something that is going to stand out and demonstrate to them who you are, what you do differently, how you can serve these couples, okay? So uh, to give you an example, we have um, a photographer that we had worked with and uh, she's in the Atlanta area. And before it just said Atlanta wedding photography. And it's like, okay, that's clear. That's better. That I have to say that's better than most, you know. Well, that's good <laughs> SEO. Where people either have like that, that's no an writing. S- yeah, that, it, that's an SEO, you know. That's yes, like an H- that's, that's an SEO H1 term, which is right fantastic. There. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, great terms. But it's like, okay, but what kind? You know, it's it kind of begs that question. And it's like, especially if you just looked at four other websites that all said, Atlanta wedding photography. It's like, okay, what's, what's different, you know, because we have to catch them and convince them that it's going to be worth their time to scroll a little bit, to spend a little bit more time and learn about what we do, how we do things. Okay. And what they might be able to get out of that. So what we did is with, with her in particular, we worked with her to understand, okay, what is it that her couples were truly trying to get out of her photography? What is their, their ultimate goal out of their wedding photography? And what it came down to is that her couples are are very sentimental. They are are very romantic. They are just you know they they tend to be very um, uh, expressive in their love. You know these aren't people who are like you know at the altar they're going to kind of peck and you know kind of you know they don't like to kiss in public or anything like that. These are people that are going to embrace and you know going to be very uh, expressive. Mm-hmm. So the phrase that we came up with together was um, wedding photographer. Uh, it was. Um, I I think we even like threw in some of the terms. I think it was like um, bright, natural wedding photography for madly in love Atlanta area couples. Because now what have you done? You've demonstrated your style. 
You've talked about the types of couples that you like to work with, and you're using terms that are are truly descriptive, not generic, truly descriptive and specific. So that way, when a couple lands on there, if that is who who her couples are, the ones that they she wants to work with, that's what they're looking for in a photographer. They're going to say, all right, yeah, let's learn more about this. And they're going to want to scroll through. But if you've got a couple who is looking for uh, you know, perhaps a more artistic style, maybe a dark and moody. They're going to go Oof, mad, madly in love and bright. No, thanks. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's, that's not their thing. But that, but that's right. okay though. Yeah, no, like that's okay. That's, that's okay. okay. To see, yeah. To allow see people, them to be yeah. rerouted to a, someone else who yeah. can serve them. Yeah. Yeah. And nothing I, wrong with it. Just be clear about who you are and who you can work with. It's going to make it easier for everybody. Yeah. I want to say, and I'm just saying this off the top of my head, like ours says something like award-winning, uh, yeah, it's award-winning, authentic Boston wedding videographers for adventurous couples in New England and beyond. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think, adventurous. I think that's what, yeah, that, so that's a couple of things. Saying. Yeah. Adventurous. So you've got some key, good keywords in there, but you have good descriptions too. Like, cause, cause that's the thing. It's like, you know, uh, if people who are, you know, really not feeling like that, they'll be like, I guess I'm adventurous. I don't know, you know, but if that's not going to resonate with them, but for people who are like, yeah, like that's, that's exactly how I would describe myself. They're like, all right, let's, let's see what else they have to offer. And they're going to want to, to learn more and to scroll down everything. You've caught their attention in those six seconds and making them want to explore. Yeah. We, um, we got authentic and I, I think authentic and adventurous from those, Mm -hmm. uh, questionnaires. Yeah. Now, so. the only thing I would challenge you a little bit, and you know, we're we're not gonna, we're not doing a deep dive. I know today on, on like your website or anything is to think about well, what does authentic mean to them? Does that mean candid? Does mm. it mean yeah. uh, that you're going to help them to you're going to capture those kind of raw emotions that are going to come out of there? Does it have to do with your editing style? There's a lot of different ways you can interpret authentic. So that's the one area that I, because again, curse of knowledge, we, we know what it means. We know what we mean when we put that, but do our couples, do they understand that? And are they going to attribute the right things to it? So that's why we have to, I think that using those words is going to draw them in. But the next part is we need to make sure that the, the next portion of writing that's so important to have is what I call the power paragraph. And that goes underneath that main that main header image that you're going to have on your website. And that is where you can basically expand a little bit on that powerful headliner statement that you have at the very, you know, before they scroll, as soon as they land on the website, that's what they see. The power paragraph is going to allow you to expand on that a little bit. And that's where you could perhaps talk a little bit about, you know, what authenticity means to you. What does that mean when you use that word? So that way they can decide, oh, is that, are we on the same page with this? Uh, And it it helps to, again, just kind of eliminate some of that confusion, further uh, forges that connection with them and helps them to feel like, okay, this is somebody who gets me. This is somebody who, if I hire them and I give them, you know, my my hard-earned money and I choose them to be the one videographer that I'm ever going to hire for my one wedding day, that this is going, they're going to be the right ones. It just helps to build yeah. that confidence. Yeah, no, that, that's, that's a really good, I'm going to write that down, the power paragraph. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's, um, let's kind of talk about conversions. Okay. So we've, we've got the right copy 
And mind you, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, if, in case people that are listening haven't figured out, the copy is going to take a minute. Like, I, this isn't going to happen overnight. Like, you, no. you need to do some research. You need to research your target couples. You need to, need to figure out what's going to actually work. And then you have to make those changes. And if you're like me and I manage my own website, I break it all the time. Like I spent Thanksgiving last year, all Thanksgiving morning. I don't know what I did, but I broke my contact form. Not that anybody was going to reach out to us on Thanksgiving anyways, but it, it like consumed my entire morning trying to figure out like what I did in some, uh, so anyways, it's, I, I know the struggle. Don't worry. Yes. (laughs) Yes. But this isn't the copy portion of what we were just talking about. It's very important. And it's also very important that you take the right amount of time to get it right. Mm-hmm. And then also one thing that we've learned and Kate, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's kind of, it's a, it's a living document like ours yes. shifts. Like we, we make little tweaks and that kind of stuff. Like we, mm-hmm. there's all kinds of things like we, it's not very stagnant. Um, yeah. I, I find with, with copy, uh, with, with the writing and, and forgive, I'm just, I'm just going to say writing with the writing sure. on your website, just makes it easier for everybody. Uh, with the writing on your website, I often find that, uh, wedding pros tend to be in one or two camps. It's either they, they are so afraid. It's like they have more of a, you know, uh, writing is set in stone kind of mentality. And it's like, I have to, I have to get it absolutely right before I publish it. I mean, I've seen people put off businesses and they're launching their entire business for months, years, because they're like, I have to get this right. Yeah. Or so there's, there's, that's the one side I see a lot. The other side I see a lot is people who, like you said, see it as a living document. It's more fluid, but a trap we can fall into with that is constantly tweaking, constantly updating. Because here's the thing, if you're constantly working on that, it's hard to know what's actually working. It's hard to know what's actually resonating with your couples because it's constantly in flux. So it's like, well, when did you originally see the website? Was it when we had this set of of language on it or was it with this one? And then it's hard to gauge, is it connecting with our couples? So I would recommend, you know, like you said, don't definitely don't see it as, uh, you know, understand that things can be changed and feel that freedom in it, <laughs> that you can change it whenever you want. But I do recommend that you, if you're going to put something on your website, you know, do your best, take a little bit of time to get it right, but then get it out there. Don't let it sit there, post it, and then don't touch it, I would say, for about a month because oh, you've, you've taken yeah. the time. You've taken the time to, yeah, to get it as, as you know, clear and as, as good as it can be for right now, okay? Ideally, you would leave it for three to six months because then that's going to allow Google in the yeah, search engines say, yeah, yeah, to yeah, be Google, able I to thought Google was like three bit. months. Yeah, yeah, Google. Yeah. But, but Google know, know that you can change if you want, but just because I, I have seen the same thing, people who are constantly updating, it's like it's different every week. And that's not going to help you either. One, like I said, it's going to make it difficult for the search engines to keep up. But two, it's also hard to gauge from a human perspective whether or not it's actually doing something for your business and with your couples. Yeah. Kate, you know, I can't thank you so much for being on today. You know, it was it was so awesome speaking with you. Uh, you guys got to make sure that you check out, you know, Kate and her husband on Instagram at Bookmore Bride, Bookmore Brides. Uh, at Facebook backslash Bookmore Brides, and of course their website, which is bookmorebrides.com. Um, you know, is there anything that you want to say real quick about Bookmore Brides, Kate? 
Yeah, it's just this is something that both my husband, Nick, and I are both very passionate about from the marketing and sales standpoint, because like we said at the very beginning, the business side can sometimes be very hard. So we do offer a variety of different options uh, to help wedding business owners in different stages according to their need. We have everything from, you know, a a do-it-yourself, you know, kind of learn-as-you-go model uh, through a group coaching program, the Growth Academy, all the way up through done-for-you services and even a CRM. So if there's anything that you ever have questions about to see where it could fit for your businesses, reach out to to us anytime. Hello at bookmorebrides.com or any of the places that Phil just mentioned. And we're, we're always happy to provide some direction and help you find the right fit uh, and make sure that you're getting what you need for where you're at in your business. Awesome. Uh, So like I said, Kate, thank you so much for coming on today. Uh, For everybody out there, be sure to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Make sure you follow us on, you know, your favorite podcaster. Uh, Don't forget to join our private Facebook group, Wedding Videography for Beginners. We hope everybody is staying safe and healthy and we will see you next week. Thanks again, Kate. Thank you. Are you backing up your footage? Is it seamless, running in the background, and easily available? Bring in Backblaze, the world's easiest cloud backup. Our workflow is so simple. We offload our footage onto our external drives. Then that evening, the files automatically start backing up into the cloud. There's nothing else for us to do. Imagine having the peace of mind that your footage is stored off-site in a safe location where you can easily retrieve it from your browser and that it is crazy affordable. That's Backblaze. Click on our affiliate link below and get one month free.